Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, I'm glad you joined us today. I have Jed back with me from last week. And Jed, why don't you tell everybody again what your title is? <laughs> oh, um, well, I'm basically the assistant to the development director, and that's Eileen Trussell. And basically, it's all things to do with the development department at the mission, and that could be everything from our direct mail campaigns to incoming donations, but mainly with anything that's PR-related. And with this digital age that we live in, I've been in charge of uh, um, kind of updating our new website and handling our Facebook and social media accounts like Instagram. And uh, it's been a learning process for me. I've been really enjoying fitting in that role because I came in on in 2015, and it's really been kind of the wave of the future for um, just getting people to know what, what we do here, not just radio anymore, but our website. And if you want to see our new website, go to www.ugmsac.com and check it out. Um, of course, we had a designer create it, but I've been learning to update it and put some new blogs on there. And of course, the radio show's on there too, so... But basically, that's it. It's a pretty good-looking website. Yeah, I think think so. And uh, Jed and Eileen do a lot of work behind the scenes with all, as he pointed out, all the social media, all the updating, all those things that go on. And those are are hugely important uh, to the ongoing operation of the mission. We talked to Jed last week a little bit. You like that when I use the we, you know, that's that royal we. It was me, and I asked him last week <laughs> to uh, tell us a little bit about his life. And his life was one that he had grown up in San Francisco for the most part from the time he was pretty small. And he grew up in San Francisco, and he kind of grew up without a lot of rules, regulations, got mm-hmm. into drugs very early in his life. And and you would say, well, here's a child that's just lost. They're just how do you redeem somebody that goes for 37 years of their life just living on the edge? And even now he's in prison, he's doing all those kind of things. And and Jed told us that at 37 years old, he was in prison and, and that's when the Lord finally got a hold of him and said, okay, are you finished running now? Mm-hmm. And so God called him, he responded and you know, our journeys are funny things. Uh, we start off thinking we know more than we actually do, only to find <laughs> out as our journey goes on how little we actually know, right? Yep. So um, the things that, you know, there's a song, and I don't know if you're familiar with it, Jed, but it it's one of the lines is, God bless the broken road that brought me here to you. Yeah, I think I've heard that. Before. And I don't remember the whole song, but I've thought about all the broken road that it took for me to finally know that it was all beyond me. It was all beyond my capability. It was 
I made is, you know, our producer, Steve Gasser, before the radio show started, we always talk, and we talk in between the two shows, the three of us have a discussion. And and so, you know, I'm I'm happy that over the course of the last 14 years, he's become a friend as well. And so he was talking about the fact that all the things that happened to him in his life that were kind of bad were things that he kind of did to himself. <laughs> and I have to say that there's a lot of truth in that yep. uh, because we would like to blame everybody else, but the reality is that we bring most of our grief on ourselves, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we go out and we think, I'm reading a little daily devotional, and in this daily devotional, he talks about the fact that that we are always looking horizontally for our pleasure, for our needs, for what we want, until finally we realize, uh-oh, vertically is the only way to look for all those things, yep, right? That's right. So let me ask you something. You've read the book of Job. Yes. And you know the whole story of mm-hmm. how that happened. And and in your lifetime, there's been broken things on your road, right? Oh, yeah. And even after prison, after you've come to mm-hmm. Christ, after you're a solid believer walking in the newness of life, real deal, no doubt about it, that kind of stuff, where there's still some bumps, grinds, oh, yeah. and broken oh, things. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, matter of fact, last year was a pretty bad year for my wife and I. Mm-hmm. Um, we f- started the year off by our pastor's wife passing away suddenly in February. And then um, we had another family member of hers, her nephew. He passed away at 46, just dropped down from a heart attack, and that was really devastating. And then, of course, I got really sick right after that. And, uh, pastor knows I got diverticulitis and then I had a really bad reaction to the uh, antibiotics they gave me and it developed into uh, just intestinal problems that I've had ever since. And so it was a real, that was the first time I'd ever been that sick in my life. And so with that, and then at that time after that, my father-in-law got sick and he passed away. And then we had a, 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 a my wife's um, cousin he passed away suddenly at like 50. And I mean, it was like a drop down, he died. And so we had all these little trials that really, really started to just really devastate us to the point where uh, we were just like really close to wanting to give up. But never once did we doubt our faith in God. And, and standing here a year after I got sick, it's been about a little over a year. And, uh, Thank God through, you know, through better living and better health that at eating and exercise that I'm, I'm able to say that I've recovered mostly. But um, God has been so faithful that me and my wife can look back and, you know, uh, I w- didn't really enjoy the things that we went through, but we did learn a lot mm-hmm. and we learned to trust in the Lord and, and um, just learned. A, and I think one of the big things that we walked away from was that especially when I was sick after, you know, when our pastor's wife passed away, it was like a big hole in our church, which we're still healing from now. But um, but the church surrounded me and gave poured out so much love on me, including the mission. But the mission's always been like a family. But hmm. the people in the church, people that I don't really know that well or talk to that well, were, were checking on me and sending me notes and 
praying for me, and it just gave me a a new love for our church that I never experienced or had before, and it's really carried over into this year in service and opportunity, and just, it's, it's, God is caught, you, you grow from those things, you know? Job, I'm sure, was, was a lot closer to God when he walked mm. through all that than he was before, and of course, God blessed him afterwards, you know? But, you know, and there's a pivotal key. A lot of people think, well, if I just do better, God will bless me and it'll all get better. Job had no idea that it was ever going to get better. Mm -hmm. And to make the statement, yea, though you slay me, yet will I follow you, is what my heart wants to say. Yeah. Um, There are trials and tribulations, and we, we go through those things, and sometimes those things are terminal. Sometimes those things are not going to get better. When I have felt the most sorry for myself, and I do sometimes, you know, there's a lot of things going on in my life that, you know, are are difficult, but Mm -hmm. we all have those things. Yep. But I, I constantly hear Peter's reaction to Christ when Jesus, after many of the disciples, not the 12, but many of the disciples had left him, uh, you know, he had told everybody, if you don't eat of my body and drink of my blood, you'll have no part yep. with me. And many of them felt these were really hard sayings and they just departed. And Jesus said to Peter, will you also leave? And Peter said, to whom would we go, Lord? That's you right. have the words of life. Yep. And so what do you give up to? I mean, if Christ is the way, the truth, the life, and he is, if we are committed our lives to follow him as, as, as the Lord of the universe, if we have placed all our hope and faith in him, where do you give up to? I, yeah, I, I'm baffled when people say, well, I've just had it with God. I'm giving yeah. up. Well, first of all, I don't believe for one nanosecond that you really walked with God if you walk away and never come back. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you that that's it's great that you mentioned that section of Scripture with Peter and and hmm. and the interaction with Jesus because that was something that really carried me through the that season that I went through last year because it was something we wrestled with and 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 I explained you know me and my wife would pray a lot and I would share how, she, how I felt and. I, that scripture would always come back to my memory. It's just like Peter. I was at that point where, you know, where, you, you know, it's I was at that pivotal point. But where else would I go? Right. You know, there is nowhere else to go. Right. You know, once you've once you've experienced, you know, God's goodness, when, you know, the the trials come through life, you know, you've experienced enough of that goodness. And, mm-hmm. you know, God had prepared me for that point last year. As um, we've had other trials that we've gone through in life, but not yeah. as serious as last year. But, you know, he's always been faithful. So we already knew that, you know, we walked when we were walking in the midst of it. You know, I didn't know what he was going to do. I didn't enjoy it. I wasn't counting it all joy like the Bible tells us to. But afterwards, I could look back and think, you know, but God was doing something. So yeah. that's when you count it all joy, you know, when you've gone through it. But, you know, when you're going through it, it's no fun. But, you know, if you know the word of God, if you've been following the Lord and you've tasted his goodness, you know that he is good. You know, you you know that the answer to that is where else where else am I going to go? There's nowhere else to go but to God. Yeah, I mean, 
That's that's why I've so often said one of the hardest things is the easiest thing at the mission, and that's what do we do about any given situation as far as as our faith and our doctrine and our walk. Well, it's hard in the sense that people will oppose us and come against mm-hmm. us, but it's easy as far as there's no wringing your hands. It's this is what we have to do, and so. That decision is not one we need to be perplexed about. When it is what God has told us to do, we just are going to do as God guides us to do. That's right. And I told you, I think, Jed, and I've told the people here, and they've probably probably heard it before, or maybe they didn't, I don't know. I also had diverticulitis years ago mm-hmm. when I was at the mission, and, and they were bleeding. And yeah. I was... Coming in and get it, I was pretty sick. They'd operated on me, and in the middle of the night, everything started bleeding again. And I really didn't know. I was weary, without sleep, bleeding. I really didn't know. You're by yourself. Everything's worse in the middle mm-hmm. of the night. Yeah. And I'm in the hospital, and the doctor finally came in. And in the morning, uh, as I've told you guys, but for those of that that haven't heard. Charles Stanley was on the television at 7 o'clock in the morning in the hospital room. And he was uh, doing a, a sermon, and his text was Isaiah fifty or 41 and verse 9 and following. Well, it was 10 and following, mm-hmm. but I, I picked it up at 9. Because... When you're tired, when you're overwhelmed, when you feel like you're on the threshold, like you said, mm-hmm. you you know you can't give up. There's no one to give up to. Then you become introspective. And I never did the things I should have done. I was never the pastor I should have been. I was never the the Christian I should yeah. have been. I wasn't the director I should have been. And, and yeah, it's a little whiny. I agree. But you're tired, you're overwhelmed, you're yep. all these things. And then to go to Isaiah 41, which talks about, I have chosen you, I yep. have brought you, I will protect you with my righteous right hand. It was an amazing section of scripture for a very weary pastor at the time. But again, it all comes back to what you and I were talking about. Yep. To whom do we go? Yep. Another religion, another so-called savior there are none he's it or the bondage of the life that we used to live i mean i i I mean that's always you know the temptation that 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 the devil would like me to to you know you know to follow it'd be going back to you know a life of drug addiction you know it's funny the devil always tries to remind you of all the good times and the freedom you had back then but he never tells you about those 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 yeah. nights that you're broke and starving and mm-hmm. and just feeling miserable, you know, and and just all the sorrow that goes along with it, you know, and yep. you know, it, it's 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 funny when you're when you're a Christian though, we have to understand that those those valleys that we go through, that's the worst we're ever going to experience. Yep, and that's for all of eternity, not just this life. And yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's good to remember that when you're going through those times. It, I, it is. I, I think of some of the guys and it kind of gives me a heart to pray for some of the guys in the yeah. program because yeah. they come in fresh off the streets and I could see in their face yeah. the, the struggle they're going through with wrestling with whether to surrender their life to the yeah. Lord and, 
and you know they're fresh trying to stay clean and sober and it's it's a difficult thing pray for those guys because i try i try to pray for them every day when i see them and i can see their faces and i know that that if they just stick with it if they just could surrender right. their lord to the lord that he'll get them through it and it'll be an amazing testimony that they can look back upon oh uh, brother i am i'm absolutely agreeing with you it's it's amazing sometimes when you pray with somebody or you 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 show somebody that you truly care about mm-hmm. them what what power that can give them when they're they're seeing the the truth in your walk uh i have often said at the mission you know way i've been at the mission 14 years but i've volunteered there before yeah and i've preached a lot of messages down at the mission but one of the things that I have said to the guys, and some people <laughs> didn't really appreciate it, but hey, you know that's how it goes. Uh, I would tell them, look, if you're out there and you're, if you are bound and determined to reject Jesus Christ until the very last moment of your life, if that's what you want to do, you, then I suggest that you go out and you have as much fun and party as hearty as you can, yep. because. This is the only heaven you're ever going to know. That's right. And then eternal damnation in hell. If, on the other hand, you are a Christian out there today suffering, you're alone, you're misused, you're abused, you're faithful, you love Christ, then understand this is the only hell you're ever going to know. And from here, eternal forgiveness and the embrace of the Savior. You know what? It doesn't take a Rhodes Scholar to understand that 30, 60, 80 years of life isn't equal to eternity. No. (laughs) Right? Yeah, that's right. You know, so, and people will make this strange comment. They'll say, okay, well, what if you're wrong about it all? Well, if I was wrong, which I'm not, I'd be dead. Yeah. What if you're wrong? Yeah. (laughs) What do you got? What do we got to lose, you know? Yeah. Well, at least we lived our life with a hope, you know, and purpose, you know, but but we know it's true. We do know. And it's, it's true. that that's, you know, that it's a mute argument because we already know we don't base our faith upon on just blind no. trust. It's based on facts and evidence. And so, you know, it's a true face. Yeah. Thing, so. uh, and that's why it's so, you know, there are things in the Bible that people say, oh, no, I don't get that. You know, for for instance, when it says that God's people will never be brought to shame. Say, oh, come on, I know a lot of people that have been abused who have been Christians. Yeah, but not standing before the judgment seat of God. That's right. And they will not be brought to shame. That is the ultimate shame. Uh, (laughs) Why do I love Jesus Christ? Pretty simple, because he loved me first. That's right. That's what the Bible says. Yeah, it is. Is your life worth living uh, just here and now, knowing Jesus? No. It's, well, I mean, it, 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 yeah, it's, that's where the purpose and meaning come from. I mean, yeah. anything else is just, is just there. Yeah. You know, people, people will think, well, you, you gave up drinking or you gave up this or you gave up that. What did you give up? Here's what you gave up. You gave up death and hell. That's yeah. what you gave up. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was young, uh, and in a trade. So, you know, I made decent money. Uh, I did a lot of drinking and a lot of foolish things I should not do. 
And uh, so the bottom line comes down to this, that the life I live now, even with its, you know, as you folks, many of you who listen to me know, my wife has MS and she went from being very healthy and vital to struggling uh, with wheelchairs and walkers and all those kind of things. And that's difficult. But you know what? If I look at my life the way it was, even though I was healthy, I was, you know, I had money, I was doing those things, I wouldn't trade that life for the life that God has brought me. That's right. Um, you know, and, and you know what? I have the, it is a unique position that I have to be the pastor and the director out at the mission. And I can tell you, I never deserved it, but I'm grateful he brought me there. A life that's lived without any purpose at all. I mean, even if eternity wasn't your goal, to to live a life of self-indulgence all for yourself and about yourself, how lonely is that? Well, (laughs) that's the bondage of it. It is the bondage. Because, I mean, my drug addiction started off as a young age as just being fun. Yeah. But then it turned into an escape from my life yeah. that I had destroyed and had no purpose and meaning in. And then so, just your life. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't until Christ came into my heart and my life that I found that there is a reason for living. Yes. And and it gave me, that's what keeps me away from, why would I want to do any of this? I have no reason to go back to that life because now I found purpose and meaning. I know there's no purpose and meaning back there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why mm-hmm. would you move out of a mansion into a hovel? Exactly. <laughs> and why would you? Why would you? Uh, why would you possibly give up eternity for idols of the flesh? Right. That's right. And yet, people always think, "Well, you're just a goody two shoes." That you mm-hmm. know, I, I wish I was a better goody two shoes yep. than I am. That's a compliment, if you ask me. Thank I you. I think so too. <laughs> yeah, because if you knew me before, you wouldn't be saying that. <laughs> no, no, me either, brother. You know, just because I wasn't necessarily addicted or out on the street doesn't mean that I lived a life that was. I I just did a lot of things. You know, I one of our guys did his testimony, and what I liked about it is he didn't go into a great deal about his old life. Yeah, because his old life. Just like Paul, he considered it as being dung, as yeah. loss. And but he did want to talk about the transforming power of Jesus Christ. Yep. Because only God can take a broken toy and and make it brand new again, right? That's right. Well, we only have just a few seconds even left. But Jed, would you like to say anything to everybody? Well, out just there? thank you very much for listening and supporting the mission. Yeah, uh, we're very thankful. Your yeah. work does not. Uh, your prayers and your support don't go void. I mean, That's we right. see the work down there every day, and you know, I could tell you story after story if I had the time of lives that I see transformed every day, and it's a it's an awesome blessing. So, thank you. Well, thank you, Jed, for coming on the show. I'm glad that you joined us. I I actually talked him into employment a while ago. He was just (laughs) coming down for volunteering. But, you know, uh, God God makes us crafty as a fox. No, it was (laughs) the Lord. It was the Lord. So So, listen, guys, until we meet again, as always, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. 
You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to ugmsac.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268. 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street. Not to see him for the 21st time